by Hip Hop Caucuses. Think 100%. working actor is generally living check to check. And I feel really bad for Broadway because they're talking about not opening until next year, you know, trying to hold on. That's what's happening for most actors and singers right now. That is Anthony Smith, Grammy-nominated singer, actress, and artist. She's our guest today. And I am Rev Yearwood, your host, of the coolest show. Well, I'm excited for this guest because she is not only a guest, but she is like one of my dearest friends um, who I admire so much. Mm. And she is. The wonderful Antonique Smith. Antonique, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Rev. How are you? I am. I'm I'm good. It's a lot going on, huh? Yes, it's it's pretty crazy. It is pretty unbelievable, honestly. Well, for folks who don't know um who you are, the question of the day is always the same. Who is Antonique Smith? Oh, who is Antonique Smith? Antonique Smith is a girl from East Orange, New Jersey. I'm a proud Jersey girl. Antonique Smith is a Grammy-nominated singer and a film, television, and Broadway actress. Um, Antonique is a passionate artivist. Mm. And she be in them streets fighting for Black people and people of color and poor people and just people. She loves people. That's who Antonique Smith is. Antonique wants to touch people and heal the world. Wow. I love that. And I know you quite well. How is your family? Everybody's good. Thank God. And this time is, you know, I've known people who have passed and it's been so crazy. And so just the fact that my family is good is such a huge blessing. Mm. How is yours? Everybody's good. I mean, it's a process. I think yeah. that we just trying to figure out what's what's happening in the world and yeah. just praying. A lot of praying going on. Here. A lot of praying. <laughs> A lot of praying. Yes. And how's Hollywood? Because I think people need to know that you are a big time Hollywood Hi. actress. So and, and so and folks should know that Anthony uh, is still my forever co-host with this process and everything yes. we do. But you are you are in either Vancouver, at least you were. I guess we get about you were in Vancouver or Atlanta or in LA mm-hmm. filming. I guess all that kind of came to a like a, 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 a super halt. Yes, like like brick wall hitting the brick wall halt, like crash halt. Like nobody's shooting anything. Um, actually, I was in Atlanta shooting um oh my god a project that i cannot wait for the world to see first of all i would have probably been emmy nominated right now because both seasons Mm. of genius got emmy nominations and this so i was shooting genius aretha this is the third season Mm. of genius and it's the season about aretha franklin cynthia revo is playing aretha courtney b vance is playing her father and antonique smith is playing her mother her young mother Mm. um yes and oh my god when i tell you it's like nothing you guys have ever seen me do before and when i tell you you do not know aretha franklin's story it is crazy um, I just, uh, it was supposed to come out on Memorial Day. We would have been done. It would have come out on Memorial Day. And so my whole life would have been different if, if COVID hadn't happened. But instead, what happened was, is we were still shooting and we got shut down and we're not able to finish. And we just, the whole world just pretty much been shut down ever since. <laughs> ever since wow. March 13th. Yep. Well, I just got someone to ask about that. I mean, first, folks who don't know, the Genius series. Tell us about about that so they can kind of, they don't have that background. It's an incredible series on Nat Geo. It's produced by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. And the first season was- Shout shout out Opie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shout out, Obi. Um, the first season was Genius Einstein by uh, and Jeffrey Rush played um, Einstein. It was amazing. Um, second season was Genius Picasso by the awesome uh, Antonio Banderas played Picasso. And the third season, which is also, uh, all seasons have been, you know, the whole series is produced by Ron Howe and Brian Grazer, but specifically this season, Genius Aretha is also being produced by Clive Davis and the amazing Anthony Hemingway. He's executive mm. producing. So, um, you know, they had to bring in some different experts to get Aretha right, you know? Um, well, I think I, I, I think, I mean, tell me, I mean, you're saying something like, like we, like we don't know Aretha. I mean, what's what what's some things there that we cause you saying it like as though there's some stuff about Aretha that we don't know. Yeah, there's some stuff. There's some stuff in her childhood and her background, some stuff that was even happening before she was born that was that was a part of her lineage that is crazy. Um, I don't wanna give away no spoilers, but it's okay. crazy. And then um you get to see that she you know, had 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 some moments when she was taking a little bit less of the R E S P E C T. Like she wasn't all, you know, wasn't all respectful. And so, um, you just see some, you see her journey in, in the in the trials and tribulations. And honestly, when you look at it, I think I heard Courtney say this too in an interview. When you look at everything that happened in her life, it's it's hard to believe that she became Aretha. Like you, it's wow. like man, the fact that she went through all of this and mm. and be, and became who she was is a testament of its own it's like amazing that just the all that she went through and and still being able to rise to the top like she did was this is incredible it really is wow well, i need i need y'all to get back to filming i mean i need I know. I need, come on i need y'all to finish it up <laughs> come on now let's let's yes. let's get Let's make sure you know. Get some. Get, yes. we, need, we need more than mask and all that stuff. We we need y'all right. to, to to get back. <laughs> My hopefully, now, I know. Soon. I know. Ho hopefully, hopefully, soon. I love that cast. I mean, that's just an amazing yeah. cast. Isn't Ti in that as well? He is. Ti is in it. Um, um, it's actually a really good cast. It really is a good cast. Um, that's what's up. Yeah, all my good people are all all good folks who are who I know so well. That's that's great yeah. to see them all together um, doing yeah. this. But you're working on some other things too. I know you had actually now you got to finish what you were doing and filming in Vancouver. And can you talk more about that project? Yes, that was um that was a, a project called and it's that's actually out. That was a project called Sacred Lies, okay. and um that was incredible too. We we with such a great time up there. I had never been to Canada before and um, man, Vancouver, I, I started to really love it up there. Um, it, it's a, it's a story. It was the second season. Um, and it's kind of like a fairy tale mixed with um, a fictional, but it's actually, no, it was a fairy tale mixed with some actual stuff, but made fictional. Like it, it, there was some, murders and things that were really happening. Um, and, and the creator, um, Rael Tucker took it and fictionalized it into, into this fairy tale. And, um, my character, man, it's all a bunch of spoilers. A lot of stuff is spoilers. I don't want to spoil it, but it's out. It, 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 it's actually on Peacock, y'all. How you gonna get on, on the Peacock? conversation? How you, how you gonna have to talk and talk about stuff you can't talk about? Stuff? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to give no stuff away. Um, oh but man! It's, um, but it's, it's good. But it's it's yeah, good. It's all good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Juliette Lewis and, was the star. Um, Ryan Quantin, Jordan Alexander, and. Um, it, so you get to do that Hollywood stuff. See, y'all see, Antonika's got good. See, she tell you, like, I can't tell you about what's going on. But she gave you, like, she'll say a little bit more about who's in it. And he'd be like, okay. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, but no, I got to stop right there. Just watch it to <laughs> see them. Just watch it to see them and see me, and you will enjoy it. It's actually, it's really good the way it was written. It's a mystery. I can tell you that. It's a mystery, and it's a well-written mystery. 
and the clues like really ooze out in every episode. So you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And um, that's how I was reading the scripts before we even shot it. I was reading the scripts like, oh my God, when I get the next script, I got to know what happens next. I was literally calling them like, I need the next script. I know I don't, I know you're not supposed to send it to me yet, but I need to see it because I need to know what happens next. <laughs> so, um, which was interesting because I've never done that before. Usually it's like, okay, I'll get the next script when they send it. But I really wanted to know what was going to happen next. So I actually Wow. So that's really right some good writing. Yeah. You were like in it yep. like. I was in wow. it like that. Yep. Just reading. And so um, I had the best time shooting it and it came out beautiful. It's on Peacock now. You can see it on Peacock. Um, it's called Sacred Lies, and you don't need to watch season one. It's a anthology, so the season one is completely different than season two. It has nothing to do with season two. You can watch it if you want to, but I'm not in season one. Whole season two is what you need to check out on Peacock. Oh, and let me go back to Genius real quick. Suzanne yeah, Lori. Suzanne Laurie Parks is our showrunner and writer and EP, a woman of color. So I just wanted to, I can't not mention that. No, definitely. That's, you know. that's important. And talk about that. I mean, I guess we, when we first started off, we were talking about how things have kind of stopped. And I mean, she was on a tear. Literally, she was on oh a tear um, yeah. before. And that's, she was with me. Um, Hosting, yeah. and then she was doing a she thousand doing projects. So yeah, and, yeah, and then she took off to do all these, all yeah. these projects, and then all them projects stopped. So, right. <laughs> so like, like well, now I could have, I could have, I could have stayed with Red. Oh I could have hung out with him for sure. Like, this is oh like all God. these projects. Because even we were, we were even talking about like. Cause we don't, we, me and you, we're always in the streets fighting, you know, for the yeah. people. So we don't get to do a whole lot of like fun stuff. And remember, we had talked about the Super Bowl and the whole all of that. Yeah, no Super all Bowl. We didn't get to do nothing. No, at the essence, we nothing we, yeah. we talked about that we get to do this year. And Super Bowl, we, we didn't get to do because I was shooting, and that essence didn't even happen. So no, like essence, all of the uh, other well, like well, fun stuff. A lot didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, a lot didn't happen. A whole lot didn't happen. Nothing happened. A whole lot, yeah. <laughs> it was like we we went from like in live to the Zoom culture. Oh we, my we had god! Like everything, everything is on Zoom. My birthday's everything about to be is on, on Zoom. Zoom. I know, man. It's, it's uh, something. Uh, uh. So tell me how. So tell me this is actually important. Then so how you mentioned about the showrunner and the phenomenal sister, yeah, um, who's doing that, but this also has an impact on people's pockets in Hollywood, right? So big time. How how because you know it's a little different. People just think everybody in Hollywood just got it made in the shape. But that's not always quite how it is. Not everybody. Paid. There's yeah, some I folks mean, that so, are made in the shape for sure. Some people are just home chilling and it's just like taking a long vacation. But <laughs> those are the, you know, the super rich A-lister people. But for everybody else, this is a really hard time. Um the average working actor, um is generally living check to check. So for all the people in Broadway, like all the people who, um, and I feel really bad for Broadway because they're talking about not opening until next year. And yeah, all of those people were relying on- Or even sometimes you know, 2022. Oh my God, I know. I can't even imagine that if that happened. Oh my God. Everybody's on unemployment um and just trying to you know trying to hold on that's what's happening for most actors and singers right now um except for the you know obviously you know Brad Pitt and, and Beyonce are good for for singers and actors they're the people who are who are going to be able to survive this and but everybody else on the you know on the newer lower totem pole is just not they're struggling because there's no income coming in nothing not nothing. And it's not even really opportunity for income because nothing can shoot right now. So um, what what makes it difficult for the studios is so Netflix is doing good. Netflix is doing good because they just have so much content and they have content from all over the world. And and God bless Netflix because it's what everybody's being able to watch right now and and and, and have some form of some form of joy <laughs> sitting at home without nothing else to do. At least you got a little Netflix to watch. But um, people like things like Netflix is doing good. The streamers are doing good because people are home and all they can do is watch streaming and television. 
Um, so, so TV is doing good. The movie industry, the, all the theaters are closed. So the theaters are struggling. The studios want to get back to work, but now it, what's going to happen is the budgets are going to be different because they're going to have to allocate a lot of money. Once it, once we can get back to shooting, <clears throat> it's going to be a lot more costly for them just to protect everybody, just to get all of the protective gear and the protective, you know, they're going to have to get, be able to test people two and three times a week or sometimes every, wow. few, every few days. Like it's going to be, um, very different, a different culture and everybody's going to wear a mask, but the actors, but the actors are going to have to get tested so often. Um, I know, uh, uh, Tyler Perry has a studio, his own studio in, in Atlanta, it's massive. And so he's just, he's shooting cause he just brought everybody there and is quarantining them in the studio and is testing them. But it's like the bubble for the NBA. If you can't leave the bubble, if nobody can enter the bubble and nobody can leave the bubble, then it should stay. You would think that in theory, everybody should stay, you know, safe. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be able to get, um, nobody should get COVID if you're in a bubble where everybody was clean before they got in. So, um, I, that's difficult though. He's he's blessed because he has his own studio to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so that means that we're going to keep seeing uh, the have and the have nots and loving you as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And all Honestly, all the, longer those, this, so, the longer this so thing my goes on. My, my mom is my mom is happy. She she's a Tyler Perry uh, <laughs> fan. So, well, she is happy because he's gonna have some new content soon because he is shooting crazy over there. So she'll be uh, happy, but. Yes, the haves and the have-nots, not and more literal. Like I know that's one of his shows, but literally, the longer this thing goes on, it is going to be more of the haves and the have-nots, and you're going to see the um, the economic divide be even more divided, which is sad and crazy. So let's, let's talk about that. So I'm gonna give you three industries because obviously you were you're you're very unique because obviously you were on Broadway, you went and ran yep. and other. Broadway shows. You are, mm -hmm. you were in a series of movies. You were mm -hmm. from Notorious to Luke Cage to mm -hmm. you name it. You, you are in all these movies, uh, and you also sing, right? You're also, yes. you know, you have albums. You're Grammy nominated. All that stuff. Yeah. You, 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 mm -hmm. you kind of got a good pulse. So let me ask you: on those three areas, will Broadway survive? Oh, that's a tough one, Rev. Um... That's a tough one. It's a tough one because it, it's a live format, which means nobody can wear a mask. Nobody can wear a mask except for backstage, but that's the smallest part of the, like the cast can't wear a mask. And um, it's not like film and television where you could just have a small group of actors like okay we'll just do small scenes we won't have extra so it won't be a bunch of people on set it'll just be you know three or four act tops three or four actors in this scene and then everybody else is wearing masks and social distancing what well, you can't do that in broadway and in certain shows you got people dancing and kissing and um mm -hmm. i remember our show was like that rent and i'm thinking i'm literally thinking back to rent in my mind right now and it would be impossible it just would be impossible to do that show in this climate. And so Broadway won't really be able to come back the way it was until this thing is over, completely over. And who the heck knows when that is? So I don't know. It's very scary to think that, um, I think a lot of shows won't survive. Um, I think it'll take time, but once things do go back to normal, whenever that is and however that happens, it may be a while from now, but I do think Broadway can come back. I don't think it'll be as robust. I don't think as many shows will be, um, like it was hot right now too. Hamilton really brought a whole new like fervor to Broadway a few years back. Definitely, and, 100%. Yeah, and so it was pretty hot still. And right now, you know, like at, at its heat time, it's it's been broken down. So you would hope that, when at least a few shows can come back, um, that people will still have enough, you know, passion to to go back to see it. Um, the thing about Broadway is the, sh the the prices are pretty steep for the tickets, 
um, it's not like going to the movies. Going to the movies is like, you know, $10 or $14, whatever, a ticket. Broadway is, unless you're winning the lottery, um, and right before the show, there's like usually like $20, $25. But the, the major tickets are usually over 100 Wow. And, um, you know, shoot, there was a minute there. Hamilton tickets was like 800. It was crazy. And so, you know, if you're struggling and you ain't been in, you know, you've been furloughed or you haven't been able to work for, you've been on unemployment for all this time. Like a lot of the people who might've gone to see a show don't have, like, don't have that, that funding right now. They're trying to decide between food or rent. So, um, they're not thinking about, spending that much money on a Broadway show. So that's the most, I like so it's Broadway's going to have a hard time. Yeah, they're going to have a hard time. They're going to have a hard time. And it's okay. so sad too, because it's such an incredible medium. It's, it's, it's just incredible. It's incredible. But it's, it's like, uh, I guess everybody needs to go watch Hamilton on um, Disney plus it's, it's incredible. And that is. is the closest thing we're going to get to, uh, to Broadway for some time, unfortunately. Man, well, that's real. Well, n- number two, will Hollywood uh, survive? And particularly, actually, not just Hollywood, Black Hollywood. Man, that's a good question. Um, the, since the, the movement for Black Lives really popped off this year, um, a few months ago, it's been a lot of discussions in Hollywood um, and trying to figure out the changes that need to be made because black people, you know, we, we, we definitely are not, we don't get the same volume, um, of, of opportunities as our white counterparts and we don't get paid the same either. Hmm. Um, so, uh, I'm with CAA and I, they had a wonderful, uh, talk, uh, amphitheater, call it the amphitheater, uh, no, I'm sorry, Amplify. Amphitheater is this other thing CAA has. Amplify is, um, something for people of color that they, um, uh, they have really been, um, talking and focusing. So they had a talk and, and it was a bunch of amazing people on there. Um, but lots of big names actually talking about not only what CAA can do, but what we need to do in the industry as a whole to to move this change in this industry too, because it you know it has to be here too. It can't just be, you know, we can't just say oh the police, yep, that that for sure. But the, over here too, everywhere, honestly, everywhere, everywhere, everybody needs to be checking themselves right now for how they you know what changes they need to make in order for there to be fairness and equality, and so. Um, I appreciated listening to that Amplify talk. And I know in, you know, SAG, everybody's trying to figure out what to do because we've been shut down. I don't know how much um, has been put in place for when things reopen that we may see different. But um, I do know that um, I've seen a few more Black people get overall deals um, since the movement. I've seen um, a few more castings. So I think what's going to happen is, is you, you may see, um, more shows and more, more films led by black people, um, in roles where we may not be the, the, you know, the star, we may be the second. Um, and so, um, they're going to be hiring already, already, already. We got our first black woman, um, directing a Marvel movie just the other day. Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Isn't it amazing? Um, so she's going to be directing, um, uh, Captain Marvel too. And, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see it trickle in. I don't know if it's going to be a, a, um, what 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 massive overhaul Hollywood's gonna do, but we will see things like that. We will see more black people getting opportunities where they have not had in the past. Mm. Um, to think in 2020, there are still things that black people haven't done, <laughs> you know? But we'll see the first black this, the first black that, you'll see more of that. Um, it's sad that it's happening this late in, in history. I know, but, it's sad we gotta go through. Yeah. Uh, pandemic and yeah to get a spot yep it's it's like man you know what i think it was the pandemic that helped our movement if george floyd god rest his soul 
had been murdered before the pandemic, he may have been like all the other hashtags that we talk about all the time, all the other incredible people who were living their lives, who were murdered and, and nothing really changed. He may have been the same way. Nothing may have changed if people weren't sitting at home with nothing else to do but to be forced to see what was happening to us all this no, time. That's real. That's real. No, to, to have, you have to be home to to see what's what's yep. going on. So you yeah, to force real. them to see it. Like y'all can't move. Y'all are stuck. And now look here, <laughs> look. Mm. And that's no, what that's real. made the change. Yeah. Last industry. Uh, this is already kind of on life support, um, mm -hmm. music industry, will it survive? The, the industry as a whole will survive. Music will always be um, a beautiful, necessary thing. So people being able to record intimately and put out music will be fine. What will suffer and what is already suffering is touring because you mm. can't put more than, you know, some places like more than 15, 20 people in a room. So there's no way to do a show. Um, now, mind you, um, Kiara Sheard did a virtual tour, which I thought was <clears throat> a very great idea. She made it regional. So it felt like she was literally on tour. So like, you know, the South region would tune in this night and she would probably talk about, you know, all the Southern stuff and the states that were in it. And then the North and the, she, you know, she had a regional and she had an international. And so even though she was on the same stage every night <laughs> and it was a full blown out show, like she had it like, you know, it looked like a real concert, like a real show, but it was her and her band socially distanced in the, on the same stage every night but they broadcast it to different parts of the world and it felt like she was on a tour. And so I thought that oh, was really that. creative. Yeah, it was yeah. Really people having to get real creative right now. So I think that's something that will be a plus about this time is the, um, the creativity and the, and the things that um, people are thinking of to solve solutions that nobody's thought of before those things are coming out of this, but touring in itself, the actual touring going and sitting, um, in a, in a, you know, stadium next to all of those people and 25, 30, 60,000 people screaming at, at a person on stage. I don't know when that's going to come back. Now, mind you, Rev, here's the thing. Here's the very interesting thing about this COVID and, and everything that I've just said, here's the caveat. <laughs> people are breaking the rules ridiculously people are oh, having yeah, yeah. house parties uh -huh. where it's a thousand people people at lake ozark sitting up under each other with no masks on and it's a thousand people out there so with that said with that amount of people who are acting like this thing doesn't even exist i do believe when it's over there are going to be enough people that definitely those people that that were boycotting the, the COVID in the first place there's going to be enough people who are willing to still sit in the arena, who will still sit in the Broadway show, who will still sit in the movie theater. You're going to have enough people who are like, yeah, I, I've been, I've shoot, I've been ready. I would have sat in the, I mean, you got people going to Trump's rallies for God's sake. So, well, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I ain't going to say yeah, no I, 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 there, There's consequences. I, I, there I, I are consequences. Yes, yes. I'm just going to say. There are definitely consequences. Wear masks and yes. six, six feet. Or you won't find me face. in any of those places. <laughs> six, six feet apart or six feet under. You're I haven't left my house. You know, Herman Cain went to that tr that Trump rally and, and he is no longer with us. And so yeah. I, I cold, am not but, on but that's, the... That's real. That, that's, I'm on team, stay situations. home. Team, yeah. listen, everybody listening, I, that, that's real. I, I, I want you to, if we do have Broadway, if we do have music, if we do have uh, yeah. uh, plays or shows yeah. or movies yeah. to go to, I want you to see them in 2021. Yeah. But be here to see yes, them. Yes, be here not, to see them. Like, it's not worth it. Because they will happen. Because I tell people all the time that uh, jobs don't die, but people do. <laughs> and so, so true. I guarantee <laughs> you, if you if you can interview Herman Cain wherever he is right now, 
and ask him if it was worth going to that Trump rally, I guarantee you he would say no. That his life, that losing his life was not worth it. There's a lot of losing your life over a party. Come on, y'all. Yeah, no, let's be clear. The coronavirus is not looking at, don't care too, if if you're a Democrat or Republican. Right. Or white, rich (laughs) or poor. Let's be very clear. Young or old. Remember, they thought it was an old thing. Old old people. Old and the young folks. Young people are dying. Our, our PSA for you right now is to be clear. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. This is our PSA. Easy. We are begging you yes. to be wise and listen mask. to the experts. Social This is not a hoax. Real. Yeah, this is yeah. not a hoax. Yeah. We want to see you here in 2021 and beyond. I you know, really wish our country had shut down like Italy and a few well, other countries. Well, like I think we, what we we should have shut the whole country down because we keep having yeah. different hotspots popping up. We could have maybe squashed this entire thing if if well that would also require us to have leadership in the White House. Well, that's what but, I say. Oh well, gotta have leadership. Gotta have that. Elections have consequences, and yeah. please vote. <laughs> Just please like that. We have an opportunity to change. This is life or death. Yes. Make sure you get out there and vote. So, Anthony, let me ask you this question then. So, if all these artists are going through this moment, Mm -hmm. um, what does that mean for you and your definition of artivist? And for those who don't know, an artivist is an, an activist and an artist coexisting together, the same person. Right. They are literally being an artist out there doing their singing and dancing and whatever they do um, from the cultural standpoint, but they're also very much an, 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 an activist. But as an activist, they're either using what they, their, their, their God-given gifts or they're becoming like a, a full-pledged activist, but they're all merged together. Right. But what does that mean now? I guess, what does that mean for you um, um, as an as an artivist, and what does that mean for, like the I see people like Kendrick Sampson out there, shout out Kendrick yeah, Sampson, and I and some others out there um, mm-hmm. doing their thing. But what does that mean to be an artivist in twenty twenty? Man, an artivist in twenty twenty, it's a little more difficult for the art part um, because our resources and the way that we can make the art is now. Uh, you know, not available to us. Um, it's so it's a little bit it's a little bit more difficult. Um, unless you have a home studio, you can't really record um, the next "Mercy, Mercy Me" or what's going on. You can't really record that right now because the studios are closed and you can't go because of COVID. Um, as far as shooting content that you know, is creative and, 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 or entertaining, but has the message. That's another form of artivism. Um, you can't do that either. I I remember when, um, Just Mercy came out, actually before it came out, it was a private screening and Jamie Foxx was there. And I told Jamie, I was like, Jamie, you are artivist. And he was like, oh man, I love that. That's dope. Did you make that up? (laughs) And I was like, you are artivist. This is a, this is artivism at its finest um, because Just Mercy was about the the lawyer who fought to get black men who were falsely, I mean, clearly falsely imprisoned off of death row. Some of them it was too late for them and they, they unfortunately passed away having been completely innocent on death row. But, um, but he's gotten so many men off um, in, in, you know, since then. And that was, that's what the movie was about. And it was so moving. And that's a form of artivism. It's about bringing a message of injustice in a way that people can receive it. Um, that isn't just the scientist talking or isn't just um, a person at, at a podium giving a, a speech or a TED talk. It's a way that, um, you know, it's, you know it, it's something like, riveting and thought provoking and and emotional and it, it's something that gets in you in a different way than normal information is you you know the way the news or just the ways that we see other content using the arts touches you and moves you and makes you feel things and it opens your heart in a way that just talking about things normally doesn't and so that's why 
um, being an artist is so important. That's why we actually really, really, really need artists. But it's hard for us right now because we can't shoot nothing. We can't record nothing. We can't do anything. So mm. um, a lot of artists, including myself, have taken to Instagram um, to try to like I've been doing little singing videos here and there. And I actually have one that I made that I haven't put out yet um, that I'm going to put out soon. I just actually I've been. Um, I've been a little slacking on my social media during this time, although I have a little more time on my hands. I just haven't wanted to post. I just haven't. I've been posting a lot in my stories, a lot in my stories, mm. but just I haven't just been posting so much. But um, the last thing I posted was um, a cartoon that I voiced. And um, shout dope. out to Culture Strike. Yeah. And um, so it was about the climate change, but about labor and, and how people are, are being really um, unfairly treated in the in in their jobs and and the fact that they're being harmed on their jobs and they're not and they're not really being paid living wages um, but being asked to do some things that are pretty you know crazy even even the hours amount of hours that they're required to work and all kinds of things so it was about the the inequality in in the in the, in the workforce. And, but it was done in a cartoon and my cartoon and my, my, I was, I look like a, a flower of some sort, or I, to me, I look a little bit like a frog, but, um, it was some kind of exotic flower. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it was cute. It was cute and it was clever. And that's a form of artivism, it, you know, so it could be anything from cartoons to music, to movies, to um, you know, we did an album, the album Home, um, That's right. where it was the first album on climate change. Um, and we had some heavy hitters on there, Neo and Common and so many other um, amazing artists on there. And um, and then, we, you know, we also have the the the, the um, comedy comedy like people don't, never really thought about bringing comedy to the movement because you know, they think the movement is, is just pretty dark. People are dying. Um, people are suffering people, you know, it's not a, it's not a happy movement because it's a, a lot of bad things happening. People are really sick and dying. And so you think, how do you bring comedy to it? But there is a way. And we have, uh, you know, hip hop caucus, shout out to hip hop caucus and think 100 for figuring out how to <laughs> bring comedy to the movement because, you know, if you listen to people like Dave Chappelle, he's talking about dark stuff. Yeah, he is talking about dark stuff. This the thing he did on on George Floyd wasn't the first time he talked about dark stuff. It may have been the first. It may have been the darkest way he talked about it. He sat and talked about it in a really, you know, like in your face way. But he's always talked about, you know, inequality and in, in the injustices that are going on in the culture. And we crack up because that's a that's kind of what comedy does it takes the truth and it takes the some of the darkest truths and makes you think about it in a different way by making you laugh at it and so mm. all of that is necessary in this movement because we need all hands on deck so we need we need people to hear it in whatever form that they're going to respond to it and take to it and, and and be inspired by it whatever we don't know and you don't know what it's going to be you don't know whether it's going to be a comedy or music or film or some TV show or a dope, you know, video on Instagram or, you know, some cool content that that was just really creative. You don't know what is going to be that is going to respond to that person and that's going to open their heart and open their mind and inspire them to join the movement. So that's why we need all the artists to do all kinds of forms of content so that we can touch as many people and reach as many people as we can so that we can open their minds and inspire them to join the movement. And at this point, to inspire them to vote. You I know that's right. Because Lord, like right now, to me, I think we, we may need to, we need all artists on deck to help with that, just to get people to vote and to, and to vote for love and to vote for our future. Because right now we have full out hatred in the White House, hatred of human life, like just the lack of care for human life just continued still to this day to call this virus a hoax and to, and to barely be saying that we need to wear a mask to let, to, to care that little about people dying is really unbelievable. No, None of crazy. us have ever no, seen no. anything like it. 
It's like no, and, and and hopefully after November we won't see it again. Oh my God, Lord, <laughs> so, please, so, Jesus, so, please, <laughs> so he, please. He, we will see. <laughs> please, I don't think we can survive. I don't think we can survive another four years, Rev. We couldn't survive another four years of that. I don't think the I don't think the world would survive mm, it. Well, I don't want to find out if we can. I, so me neither. I, 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 I'm trying to try to make sure we can. We can. We can I don't want to find out either. But this is mm-hmm. the thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, you are, and thank you for being an activist. Thank you for being what you do. Thank you for what you've done in regards yeah. to bringing awareness to climate change. People don't know you um, have gone through Superstorm Sandy. You, mm-hmm. You've gone through literally <laughs> by moving to the West Coast, wildfires on, in, in the West Coast and yep. uh, smelling the smoke. You, you've dealt with pollution in Jersey. Uh, yeah. and, and that was that you've just been there and you've been fighting it. You've been fighting it from Flint to LA mm-hmm. to East Orange yep. to New York. So thank you for being an archivist. Thank you for just using your voice um in that way and just continuing to do that and just fighting everywhere you can to help solve climate change. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Most definitely can't stop, won't stop is the motto. Um <laughs> But you are still the ambassador for people's climate music. You are still that. You still mm. hold that. And, uh, you know, with that, you were a part of the the home ho- album, which is Heal Our Mother Earth. And yes. you, were, you were part of that process. And so you were part of the music. So speaking of music, you know, I can't have you uh, on this without all, speaking of the artists who've been trying to create the artists in the past, who've done music. And so I would kind of want to get, I don't kind of, I want to get <laughs> your top five songs as people's climate music ambassador. And, and, and I want you to know, I want at some point when we have new music or uh, other songs that come up, I, I got to figure out how you can get on your uh, iPhone and do a little like <laughs> a, a, a review. So, okay. <laughs> but yeah, gotta get. We gotta have. We gotta have like a some kind of review where you can like, hey, I That's heard this song, or I did this, and so people can hear it and and listen to what you're talking about. And then, and then, and then everybody gonna start sending you their music. But that's another. I like thing. that. Okay. <laughs> but, but right now, uh, so what is your number five song? My number five song. Okay, so this artist is wonderful, very talented, and she jumped right on it in the middle of all of the protests and everything going on for the movement, you know, the movement for Black Lives, which was so incredible. Um, After George Floyd was murdered, she wrote a song called I Can't Breathe. So that's my number five. So, so powerful. And, you know, Seems so long ago now, but I think last year you were with Emerald Garner, who yeah. uh, was the daughter of Eric Garner in mm-hmm. New York. And it's amazing to see that. And you know, Eric Garner six years ago had said, I can't breathe um, by a legal chokehold. And then now we see George Floyd and mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. going on. And so powerful to see the yeah. artist doing that. And, and we still haven't gotten the officers arrested for the killing of Breonna Taylor. And that, that needs to happen. Still. So, Can still. you believe it? So we need to, we need to make that <sighs> happen. But we pushed on. So that was a powerful, that was a good one. I like them. Like, That's a like good one, right? Thank yeah. you. All so right. Number four, as we count down, y'all, with Anthony Smith, her top five protest songs for 2020. Yes. Well, so... I don't, you know, protest songs, because of what we're talking about and because of the issues, it's dark, it's heavy, it's deep, it's emotional. And sometimes you you want to come at it with a, with a little bop. So uh, Beyonce put out a song this year called Black Parade, and it's a protest song, but it's definitely a bop. And so you get to, you know, you know, twerk a little bit while you are protesting. I, I, I appreciate that. So that's my number four. <laughs> Wow, you know, I love Beyonce and yeah, and she's amazing. You know, many people don't know this, but she actually has a a climate song on the, her album Lemonade. Her, her mm-hmm. song Castles is actually talking about the destruction of of climate uh, climate crisis. So folks may yeah. not know that, but it's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's a powerful, powerful mm-hmm. song. 
Um, well, okay. And then also speaking of that, just want to just make sure that folks know you think about Beyonce and with saying castles and with all what she's done, uh, being from the South. Yeah. That in the South is coming up on August 29th. We will have our 15th mm. of Hurricane Katrina. And yeah. for that, please join through the live stream. You know, you, you mostly won't be there, but you can watch and see that and just look at what we need to do to connect the dots between climate justice and racial justice. You can go to Katrina15.com. That's Katrina15.com as we still fight for yes. the survivors from Hurricane Katrina. Well, let's just keep on going. We, we move. We have Anthony Smith with us, y'all, the Grammy-nominated uh, phenomenal, phenomenal actress and actor, uh, and she is breaking down her top five protest songs. Yes. And we are now at number three. Number three, number three. So um, this song, oh, my God, it's, very, it's so majestic. Um, it gives you, you know, goosebumps and the vocals, the rhyme, all of everything about this song is so dope. It is the song from Selma, Glory. So powerful, so powerful. Man, big shout out to both John Legend and Common uh, on that. Yes. Um, this real incredible powerful. Incredible song. Mm-hmm. Incredible, incredible song. And one of the things people may not know is that we actually, with you, Anthony, recorded um, a climate album at the Hip Hop Park. And actually, uh, we did that. It was called Home, uh, Heal Our Mother Earth. Heal Our Mother Earth, yes. Yeah, yeah. And you got a song on there, and Common got a song on there, and we got Mm -hmm. Waters and Neo, and just a whole rack of people got songs on there. Um, You can still get that if you go actually to People's Climate Music. Um, dot com or think100climate.com. You can actually check out that album, but um, it was one of the first climate albums, right? Yeah, I think the first. Yeah, one of the first climate albums put together and by mostly people of color. And, you yeah. Know, yeah. Whole other show on that. We got to do a whole other show on right? that. Right? <laughs> that needs its own show for sure. Yeah, do a whole show on that, but very powerful, and, and when I hear that song, it reminds me so much of the um, great uh, John Lewis. Yeah. Rest in power. Rest in power. Mm-hmm. He did get in good trouble this year. He that yes. No doubt about it. Yes. Whew. Well, if you're just tuning in, we have with us the, again, the amazing Anthony Smith, Grammy-nominated uh, songstress of the movement, <laughs> um, actress, Broadway, movies, you name it. She with us to bring a little bit of joy on this Friday to you all over and just, just kind of break down in this kind of the spirit of Artemis, um, her top five protest songs. We are now at number two. Actually, Gloria might be my number one. So now we're at number two. So Number two. Well, this artist holds a special place in my heart. Um, and, you know, she she was right there in the middle of that civil rights movement back in the day, making stuff and, and just wailing and touching hearts and opening hearts. And it is none other than the queen herself, Aretha Franklin. And the song is Young, Gifted, and Black. Man. That's, well, this is this has been an amazing list, Anthony. We are Thank now, you, man. I'm impressed. Thank you I very much. Know. That means a lot to me. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> this is a great list, and now we're at your number one. Well, the number one is another classic. Um, I think, even though this is my 2020 list, this this song to me might be the my favorite protest song of all time. Um, it just, it's something about it. It's so timeless. It's so, uh, well said, well sung. You feel it in such a way. It brings tears to your eyes and it is none other than Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. We still trying to figure that out. What's going on? Wow. Well, if you think Anthony got it right, if you like her top five, <laughs> let let her know. She is music ambassador, and so you can oh get around. Let her know. Let, let you give her, send her your uh, oh, top five, uh, and then and then she'll and then she can confer 
And to the given where they can send you and find you and like your website and stuff. My website is antonique.com, but I, I made it uh, an easier way for those who people, you know how people be butchering my name. So you could just mm-hmm. go to follow ant, F-O-L-L-O-W-A-N-T, followant.com, and it'll definitely, it'll still, you know, redirect you to my website. And then all my social media is Antonique Smith, if you can figure out how to spell that. If not, go to follow ant, and then you can also find all my social media. So you can go. So go to follow ant. Dot com and then you can give her your oh, top five and, and also just put don't put go in hard there. on me y'all my heart was in, in the right place her, her heart was in <laughs> the right place man listen I've had such a pleasure yes, um, to you and um and I definitely mean you got to come back and uh when when you I guess I, I don't want to say you have time because right when I say that you're gonna be back to work again but right? if you do have time you got to come back and either guest host or definitely yes, for sure. Let's all, do it. Definitely show your um give us all your your music reviews. If you have a oh, you, I you would love to see that, yeah. Yeah, if you are up and coming artist or new artist or old artist and you think that you wanna share something for the movement, also go to follow Ant or go to social media and send it to her. She'll actually just figure out a way to make sure that gets into the queue. But Anthony Smith is an actress, she's a writer. Broadway performer, Grammy-nominated singer, and the former co-host of the podcast, Take One Hundred Percent, and mm. the People's Climate Music Ambassador. She has displayed her exceptional singing and acting abilities, which have received raving reviews from the LA Times, Rolling Stone, and so many outlets. In 2009, she played in a role as Faith Evans in Notorious, the biggest Smalls biopic, and she'll be playing in Aretha Franklin's mother in the new season of Genius on Nat Genia. Uh, Anthony Smith is featured on the album Home, a project presented by the Hip Hop Caucus to raise awareness of the climate change movement. And in 2015, she headlined the 20 City Act on Climate Tour. And during this historic tour, she sang on the National Mall for the Pope's Climate Rally over 100,000 attendees. Later that year, she released her debut EP, Love Is Everything, and continued to use her platform and talent to bring awareness and solutions to social injustice and initiatives globally. And my sister, thank you so much for being you and all you do, and please stay safe. You too, Rev. Love you. Love you too. Like what you heard on this episode? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us at Think100Climate and at Hip Hop Caucus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit thecoolestshow.com where you can take action for climate justice right now. You can also learn more about this podcast and donate to Think 100%, which is a nonprofit project. Thank you for listening and all power to the people. Think 100%.